Hello, everybody, and welcome back to You Are Good Enough. This is your host, Kimberly Bell. Today, we're talking about narcissistic tendencies, narcissism. I want to help debunk, demystify, and break down how I experience this. I have had the experience of having these tendencies myself. I have grown up in a household where there were many people, many players with these tendencies running full on. And I want to really talk about how I feel this gets um, formed or created within a person. I also want to talk about what do we do if we find that we have these tendencies within ourselves? okay? Number one, we want to have love and compassion for ourselves. I also want to talk about what do we do if we're in a relationship with someone who has more than just a few of these tendencies? The first thing I want to say is I don't feel that people who are narcissistic and people who have narcissistic tendencies are bad people. My opinion, my experience with this is that it is wounding. My experience also with this is that it is wounding in childhood and it's typically due to a caregiver or a few caregivers, okay? And I'm going to give some examples here. But I want to say that I'm not talking about the extreme that we've seen in the movies or on TV, okay? I'm talking about a word that I think has become quite overused. I just want to have the conversation because I want to help us be more conscious and open our minds up a little bit because any time we point fingers and we say, you're this way and I'm another. We're separating ourselves. We're creating discordant energy and it's not community. It's not unity. It's not oneness. I'm not saying though, in the same breath, that if you have somebody in your life who has a lot of these tendencies and you feel like you're hitting your head against the wall and you feel like there's always a dead end with this person, I'm not telling you to keep working so hard to keep them in unity with you or right it's it's not like that we have to this is about we're always looking for our own happiness our own freedom because that's the first and foremost priority okay our health right your mental health your mental well-being okay being in a relationship with someone who has these strong tendencies can literally make you feel like you are losing your mind I had to ask myself the question, is it me? Am I losing my mind? Or we're talking many years in. The truth is the person who has strong narcissistic tendencies, and remember I included myself in this, I had them, I had to heal them, but I've been in relationships with people that carry these strong tendencies also. I, met, I totally attracted this to myself. Why? So that I could really understand it for myself, see myself, see them really learn about this. And I also want to say, we're living in a time, in my opinion, where our world is running with rampant narcissism. That's my opinion. Most of the leaders in our world, I feel, are this way. <laughs> they have very strong tendencies, okay? This is going to change. This is changing now. All of this will change in time. So it's important for us to really kind of take a step back, I think, and look at this. 
as more of a broad conversation rather than pointing fingers and saying, you are and I'm not, therefore we can't be friends or therefore I hate you or whatever the words are. The truth is, is that again, it's about self-preservation. All right, let's talk about, um, I'm going to give some scenarios about how I feel that this creates and manifests within a child strong narcissistic tendencies, two extremes here. Back when I was growing up, mothers, not all, but a lot of moms, depending on how you grew up, okay? And this is in the U.S., by the way. A lot of moms were watching soap operas, right? They could spend hours watching soap operas. If you were watching, you know, I remember the three shows that I was watching when I was in high school. Couldn't wait to get home, right? General Hospital was one. There were others, <laughs> okay? If your mom was watching soap operas, let's say dad wasn't around, uh, let's say play pens were really popular back then. And let's say that you were put in your play, play pen, excuse me, for a lot of time during the day. Let's say first thing in the morning. Let's say, you know, we had a parent, mom or dad. I'm not blaming this on moms, by the way, but I'm giving us a scenario. Let's say that our mother was depressed. I certainly experienced that. I certainly experienced a mom who liked to watch her shows too. But I loved my mom deeply, and she was a very kind soul. She, it's not that she was bad, but I'm using this as an example. But let's say that I was in my playpen for a really long time because my mom needed to watch her shows, or she needed to do laundry, or she needed to do this and do that. I was that kind of mom where I was constantly doing. However... I also was tried to be, to my to the degree of my ability at that time, very involved mom, showing my kids I loved them, but I was also big on managing, right? It was there were a lot of things that were important. But let's let's go back to this scenario. Getting off topic here. <laughs> let's say I'm in my playpen and it goes on for all day long. And I'm you know, if I'm a crying baby, I'm going to get more attention. But if I'm not a crying baby and I'm in my playpen, I'm amusing myself, right? And I'm learning that I don't get a lot of interaction. Also, when I do get interaction, I might have a parent who's really unhappy. Therefore, they're not able to be happy. They're not able to engage with me to the same degree because they're struggling so much. But let's say this goes on for a long time. There's like a foundation that can be created within a child, this type of scenario where they feel like they're abandoned. They might feel rejected. I mean, I'm, I'm seeing a baby right now on a table. A parent has the opportunity to interact with a baby while they're changing their diaper. But let's say I'm really depressed and I'm not able to give my child that interaction that they're so starving for, right? They just got born, they're here on the planet, they're ready to rock and roll, and so open, heart open, right? And I'm in a relationship with a parent who's deeply depressed, okay? I'm going to start taking that on myself. I'm going to start feeling like I'm not worthy for it, right? I'm not good enough. And this gets created over a period of time. The child who is experiencing life that way doesn't mean that they're going to become a narcissist, but it can mean that they're going to grow up needing to have an inflated ego. Why? Because they're so hurt and they're trying to protect themselves because they learned they weren't able to 
be in a relationship that felt happy and loving and safe. This is my opinion, by the way. This is my experience. This is my opinion about how something like this can get manifested and created within a child. It's a very, it can be a very lonely existence for a child at a young age when their parents aren't able to engage with them. Here's another example, right? And so just to carry that a little bit more, you know, forward, so that child grows up and they feel like they need to lie to make themselves look good. Let's say that they have no ability to play with others on the playground. They always get angry because it's not going their way. This is the way that it can look in the younger years. And then they grow up. And basically what it is is they can feel like it's them against the world. And they just operate as a real individual having to have it their own way. They might turn into being someone who doesn't tell the truth for whatever reason, right? Again, maybe it's saving face. Maybe it's whatever. Oftentimes I've experienced these people as growing up and being highly competitive. Why? Because they need to look a certain way. And why? Because they feel like they're not part of the team. They feel like they're a loner in a lot of ways. And they can feel like, and this wasn't me, but this is like, you know, this is different degrees that I'm talking about in this podcast because this really is a broad conversation, okay? I carry these tendencies. You listening probably carry a few of these tendencies too. For example, someone who's really arrogant, someone who's highly critical of others, right? Someone who's really entitled, someone who's desperately needy, always needing your attention, always needing to get the compliment. And if they don't, they get mad and they don't really have time for you anymore, <laughs> right? These are just examples. And of course, they're not all the examples. Um, you may find someone's extremely passive aggressive. You know what? We're all a little passive aggressive and we're all a little manipulative. That's the other thing, you know, someone who manipulates things. Okay. So again, I feel like we carry these. Let's use the example though of a child who grows up in a household, which I think happened a lot with my generation of parenting, where the child can do no wrong. The child can do no wrong. The parent does everything for this child. And uh, the child's always perfect. There's no accountability. And they basically learn in the household that it always goes their way. Things always work out. Someone's always there to take care of it. Um, and they really don't have to beat to a different drum, if you will. So when it comes to coming together as a team or doing this, like relationship, right? They may only see things a certain way and they might not have the ability to see it your way. Or they might tell you that you're not really seeing it the right way. It really wasn't that way, right? <laughs> they could be like, you know, you might experience gaslighting with this person. And I think we all do that to a certain degree at times too. Until we heal the separation within ourselves, until the light and the dark, becomes more one within ourselves. This is wounding, in my opinion. When we're able to start healing ourselves, we become more conscious. Consciousness happens in our daily life. It happens in our relationships. This is how we become more conscious, okay? 
you might have the ability to start getting curious about why do I look at things this way or why do I say this all the time or I'm getting sick and tired of hearing myself, right? Someone who's running with strong narcissistic tendencies may not be healed enough to be able to be curious about themselves, to be able to ask those questions. So I feel like this has just become such a hot topic that I wanted to have the conversation. Now, let's talk about what do I do if I have these tendencies? Get curious about it. Time to sit down with yourself, have the conversation, write it down, think about it, ask yourself the question, am I a certain way all the time in this way, right? So what I would do, what I'm feeling right now is think about what narcissism is to you and then look at yourself in the way that you maybe behave or perform in your life or relate, interact with others, right? Manipulation, your passive aggressiveness, your manipulation, your neediness, your need for extreme and insatiable validation, your need to always get it your way. Do you yes people and then change your mind and go ahead and do it your way? Are you in a relationship where you're not able to be on the same team? You always have to get it your way. Like these are the questions that you want to ask yourself. And if you find that you are doing this, you know what? It's okay. (laughs) It's okay. We're all here to heal our wounding. Wonderful for you to actually sit down with a notepad and pen and ask yourself these questions. This is the first step. And if you want more help, you can always reach out. I can help you with this. Now, if you're in a relationship, a love relationship, you have a family member who you just are hitting your head against the wall with. You just feel like you always end up in the same place. You feel like you're going crazy. It might be time for you to get a little more clear. Maybe it's time for more boundaries for you. If you're in a relationship and you know that you're in a relationship, maybe you have been for a while with someone who um, has these tendencies and they keep saying they're going to change, but they never do, I suggest you get very clear with yourself. I suggest that you get very clear because the truth is you're here for personal freedom. You're here for liberation. You're here for peace, happiness. You're here for whatever it is that you feel you really want to experience in your life. That's what you're here for. But you may have attracted, you may have magnetized a partner into your life a while ago that was helping you learn how to stand up for yourself. It was helping you learn how to actually say no. All of those things, many of us attract these partners into our lives with strong narcissistic tendencies to help us develop, expand, and grow. This is a big one. And sometimes we get to a point where we're like, huh, this is getting old. I'm becoming ill. I'm too stressed out. I don't want to live this way anymore. That's the time to really have the conversation with yourself because you might be outgrowing this type of relationship. It's not that your family member or partner is a bad person. 
It's that they haven't said yes to expanding their consciousness to healing themselves so that they can expand their consciousness. They're still very much in their own way, right? People who are really wounded and traumatized are in their own way. And they haven't, I would say decided, they haven't decided to start looking inside of themselves yet. But obviously, if you're aware of this, you have. <laughs> and so it might be time to take steps to give yourself more freedom and more liberation. You may be in a relationship that has expired. Is that person capable of changing? I believe they are, but they may not be ready to do it yet. And I'm never a proponent for people to wait on another people to change so that they can feel better. For example, I have been in relationships where I waited a long time for people to change and they didn't. And so I had to go because it wasn't benefiting me anymore because my life was, was I, I was not well, right? There were things that were happening around me that showed me that it, there was an expiration date and it wasn't what I wanted to do. Don't get me wrong. I never, I never, looking back, I never wanted to leave any of my relationships. And this is why it was so sad and so hard. But I'm here to choose me. And you're here to choose you. You know, no judgment if you decide not, not to like make an extreme change like that. But you know what? You can still make other steps. You can still start to stand up for yourself more. Have the tough conversation. Let them know. You know what? I don't, I don't think I can keep doing this anymore. I don't know how long, right? And we're not doing this, you know, like to start trouble because we're so angry inside. For example, you know, you don't want to start doing things, you know, that I was doing. Uh, like saying, I can't do this anymore. I'm out of here. You know, like those threats and things like that. They don't really, they aren't really helpful, right? It's important for you to get healthy within yourself and to learn how to express yourself in a loving way. Come from your heart. And if I can offer one thing, if you do have a family member, partner, whatever the case is, who's like this, could even be a parent, right? Put yourself in your heart space if you can before you relate and have a conversation with this person. And try and have the perspective that they got this way for a good reason. This doesn't just happen, okay? They're, they've got a lot of pain inside of them. And I honestly feel that they are doing their best. And of course, it can feel like it's easier to have a lot of compassion for a parent or for a family member, more so than it's like, you know, a partner, romantic partner. And so I want to offer that when you begin conversations with them because they know not what they do. I really believe that in my heart, and I do believe they are not bad people. And as always, you want to, you know, health first. If you are failing physically, emotionally, all these ways, it is time. I'm appealing to you to listen to yourself, okay, and take the steps that are appropriate for you. Again, you can always reach out, right, because I, I work with people who are really wanting forward movement, but just don't know how. Um, because I was that person. 
and um and once i got in alignment with you know god or the universe or source once i got in alignment with what was in my highest and greatest good and also prayed for the highest and greatest good for the other person or all concerned the roadmap started showing up before me the journey became more clear for me sometimes we just need some assistance to get on track and that's you know that's always my goal when working with people I'm not looking to be married to them right or be in that relationship forever I'm always here if they need me but it's really about helping people get on track to navigate their own lives and so we need tools we need to learn things that can empower us tools in our toolbox that can help us actually make the shift and the change that's absolutely necessary to create the life that I desire that you desire that we all came here to experience and there is no truth to the fact that you can't have what you want that is a you know a victimized way of looking at it if that's how you're feeling and no disrespect it's just the way it is right so that would be like maybe a habit of falling into victim um, mentality but you can change it all of this stuff can change so this has gone on a bit long but love to you all I hope this was helpful totally reach out if you have any questions and I look forward to hearing from you guys hearing also what kind of podcast you want to hear I threw it out on Instagram so this was the second podcast that uh, people voted voted for on Instagram so send me your requests and I hope it was helpful everyone have a great one and I'll talk to you soon take care